Hello, and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, back with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. So, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Before we do that, make sure you go check out our socials, linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. Uh, make sure to check out Tim's Twitch, which is TC Mendo. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun stuff going on in those channels the next oof, probably month or so because there's so much going on. Um, I actually know I think March 11th is the deadline, I think, for um, Call of Duty for the there's some live event happening March 11th. But um, we got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to jump right into it. I like getting these about an hour long because I feel like it's just perfect for you guys. And it, me and Tim roll really good when we're pushing. I don't know. It's weird. It feels like when we have more pressure to finish faster, we get a lot more knowledge out there for you guys. So um, the first thing that happened, my phone blew up. Was it already yesterday that Tiger Woods crashed? Two days ago. Uh, two days ago, wasn't it? Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Phone was blown up. ESPN, TMZ, everybody going, oh, Tiger's back at it again. Roll over, crash. And I looked at it and I'm like, no, I don't I don't think it was one of those when he was on something. It's a it's a it's a nasty, windy road to that neighborhood, probably. And sure enough, they said there's a lot of crashes in that area. So he's not. But he did crashes um, brand new 2021 uh, vehicle. And it was, a, it was um, a Genesis. <laughs> it yes. had the logo on the side of it. Genesis courtesy vehicle or whatnot. Uh, yep. Since they had that golf tournament down there. Yep. And um so he crashed it, uh, had to be extricated. So, and the scary part was when you first heard it, you're like, whoa, Jaws alive, all the stuff they were saying when it happened. And then you find out, well, he was wide awake talking to the cops, explaining what happened, where he was going, what he was doing. Um, I was a little bit concerned because he did have back surgery recently. So it was kind of like, well, was he on his pain meds? And, you know, that's why things are happening. But the LA County Sheriff says they're not going to be filing any criminal charges against him. Um, hope for a speedy recovery for him because I mean, he was getting back in the swing of things. I watched him play that tournament with his son where it was best ball and his son was just killing it. You could see how happy he was to be out there playing with the son. And it gave me cool vibes because I can always remember his dad just never smiling. Only when Tiger would win, would you see him happy? So I feel like he's taken his life lessons and kind of is, being a better dad towards his kids. And I hope that's what it is. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with him and hopefully a speed recovery. We want to see him back on the course and doing what he does best, which is, uh, as of late, it hasn't been as amazing, but it's you know, still Tiger Woods, though. he just got to stand on that still, first tee and he, people shaking their boots. It, it, but, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I guess that he, they said he uh, broke his tibia and fibia, and like one of them was like how they oh, explained oh. it was like it didn't break, but like it shattered. Like yeah, it was so bad. I believe I believe like they put a rod in his and they put a rod in his tibia, and his one of the bones was poking through the skin. I know that because that's nice. what they I read the one article they explained, and then his ankle they put pins and stuff in place. So it wasn't anything. Yeah. It wasn't anything. <laughs> you know for the faint of heart you know what i mean yeah and i guess i mean what they were saying is you know like you said it first came out everyone's like oh my gosh tiger again was like no nah, i don't think so um and then i saw one article it said that they used the jaws of life and then the other one came out later said they didn't i don't know if they did or didn't i you know i don't care or whatnot whether they did or not but i guess they said <laughs> like you said the sheriff says like from the waist up he was like completely fine coherent you know wasn't slurring or anything like that or concussed or nothing like that. That's why they said, you know, they're not doing looking into any criminal char criminal charges or toxicology reports or anything like that. But they said from the waist down, it was, you know, that's what they were more concerned with. So, yeah, but I mean, it's, like it's, said, it's <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. You don't, you don't want anything bad happening to anybody. And that for me, per that's what they, me personally, I'm kind of a, a, of the, the the mindset of look you you i don't know man i feel like if you're gonna sit there and try and be negative about someone you know it's just gonna lead it's gonna lead to to bad things so i'm always trying to stay in a positive mindset now you know like they always say you life short and you know you yep. you just you just don't you don't you oh, don't know man. what could happen yeah and did you see all the backlash that a lot of people have been getting especially like 
new uh, sports commentators because the first thing they go to is, well, will he ever be able to play golf again? Um, no, no, and everyone's like, live? really? He just had a, you know, you saw, everyone saw pictures of the cars or if you haven't, you could Google it. And what happened? Like you said, ESPN was blowing up. Um, and everyone's like, oh, will he ever be able to golf again? It's like, he's got a kid and, a, you know, kids family. and family yeah. and everything. And that's what you're worried about. You know, the guy shattered two bones in his leg and these rods and pins and everything on it. But I mean, you're not just even worried that, about if I'm, he's going to golf. It's like, dude, this guy wants you to make sure that, you know, he's got a, you know, son that's not even a teenager yet, uh, you know, and wants to be <laughs> be there for his life. And with everything that happened before, you know, it's a different tiger now than what it was. Uh, before his surgeries and everything, and so that's what I've heard too. They say they say a lot of, of the younger golfers have said that he's a lot more approachable, and like Tim said earlier, there's one thing I want to contradict what Tim said. A lot of guys are not afraid of him anymore because they're just like he's he hasn't won that much and very much, you know what I mean. So they're just kind of like it's just whatever. <laughs> yeah, they may not be afraid of him, but when he's standing there, just his presence, it's still true, true, yeah. true, true. I agree with that. Yes. So, um, but yeah, the, no thoughts on the person having a speedy recovery. Yeah. Uh, the next one is insane. I mean, it's not really insane, but I thought it was crazy. So uh, all the fries locations are shut down, done, shut down, closed, bankruptcy. They're, they're gone forever. Um, from what I've heard, people who have gone into them recently were like, well, whoop de doo They didn't have anything in them anyways. They were completely gutted and empty for the past year. They haven't had anything in most of the stores. Yeah, I remember, shoot, like a couple years out of high school um, when I worked at one of my previous jobs that, uh, you know, met a guy there and hit it off or whatnot. And he was into like computer gaming and whatnot. And that was right when um, World of Warcraft first came out mm -hmm. um, and was getting big. So he, you know, has a computer, then, oh, hey, I need more RAM. So he'll go buy that, then take it to his buddy's house because he knew how to work on it and had the tools and everything. So because um, what's the closest fries? This is I was living up by you still. Wasn't it in like Fremont or something like that? Uh, isn't there one in Fresno? Uh, I don't. I don't. There may if, be, but if I know it, we, if, if I it's went the closest one, one there, there's one right uh, right outside of Elk Grove. So that would be the closest one, Elk but that's Grove. newer. So back then it might have been Fremont, yeah, or, or somewhere in the, in that area. Because I remember we went over that way one night. He's like, "Hey, I gotta get it," and they got it. So <laughs> we went over there. Almost hit a hay bale in the middle of the road coming back over the Altamont. It was that was crazy. Um, so that's <laughs> fun seeing that at night. But anyways, yeah. So it was, <clears throat> and I'm sure the past year at least good year that there probably hasn't been that much there because everyone you know you built your pc i was looking you know on, on building mine or having it pre-built or whatnot looking at it right i mean like you said you go to that pc parts picker and it says okay here's all the places that has it amazon new egg and they're all online so what's the point of really going there the only well and the, the bad part is, is if they the, have a launch or something or a the, the bad drop. part. The, the bad part is, is that it's not even that. I mean, it's not even that there everything's available online. It's the fact that there's so much out there that you should be able to make modifications. You should be able to create something. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to basically rebound and no one's doing that that's what they said the problem with toys r us was is that they basically just they just let it go they're like oh you know it is what it is and you're like no you should work hard to try and figure stuff out don't be sitting here and you know just letting things go to the wayside you should try and but yeah it, especially it is it with is. them and being a, you know an electronic store i mean I'm surprised they didn't do like a circuit city and Hey there, we have no stores, but you can still buy online. Or if you want to go to a store, you got to go to Canada. Right. <clears throat> but you know, especially with electronics, but maybe there's so many other avenues that it's just not I mean, going to be it. Not going to work. I did think it was crazy though, that they didn't, there was no talk about bankruptcy. Nothing. They're just like, Nope, it's done. So. Yeah. Done. Done. Um, 
So we have so a lot of stuff. Hopefully nobody's got no Fry's gift cards. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Um, the next one is funny because Tim, when we were playing games last night, was like, was there a Paramount Plus thing last night? And I'm like, no, it's dropping soon. So there's a lot of stuff. And so um, the first thing that came out was they're doing a Rugrats revival with all of the original cast. Um, we don't know on what level they're doing it. We don't know what's entailed, I don't think, because um, they did the All Grown Up series for a minute there, which was them all grown up. So we don't know if they're going to continue on that, if it's going back to when they were babies. I mean, we don't know anything about that, but I thought it was interesting they were doing a Rugrats revival um, you know, at this point in time for Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, and having the original voice cast, that's pretty cool because sometimes you get – you know, maybe one or two people that'll be in it or like one um, person that'll do it. And they really push that person like a main character to do it. But everyone else really isn't the original one. So mm-hmm. it's cool to get them them all back. And the thing is, is, yeah, they were voicing babies, but most of them were older. So it's not like it was a young kid that voiced it then and has gone through puberty and the voice changed. It was... You know, they, I mean, they were younger back then, obviously, you know, even if they were uh, mid to late 20s, uh, you know, they were they were out of puberty. So their voice shouldn't have changed that much unless they've been smoking three packs of cigarette a day, which I feel like a lot of those people, a lot of them do. So that's true. That's how that's how they get the good raspy voice. Exactly. Um, and then the next thing they announced Paramount Plus is they're going to do, be doing a Beavis and Butthead movie sequel. And I thought that was weird, but then I'm like, no, this is a great place to to do it because, you know, they're restructuring everything and they've got to do something um, that basically leads you to. I mean, it basically leads you to finding new things because Disney Plus has so much stuff. It's just it's it's so hard to compete with. No, exactly. And it's been I can't remember when. The uh, first one came came out, but I mean it's perfect for oh Beavis and Butthead do America nineteen ninety six wow I would not would have guessed that it was that long ago um, it's been a long time man but I mean so shoot uh, over twenty years twenty five years so it's time for for another one um, to come out and to. Uh, pull on that nostalgia especially coming to a paramount plus you don't got to go to the theaters or anything stream it um sure they're gonna get i I mean that's a perfect place for something like that um i mean i think i think it's a i think it's a great idea for the like you said the nostalgia aspect of it too because if you're bringing someone in that wants to watch beavis and butthead maybe you have a a similar kind of animated type program that can go right along with beavis and butthead or you accidentally find something else. Like, you know, I don't know how many times I've been on, like I was on Netflix watching, um, uh, forged in fire. Cause I finished all the ones on Hulu. So I was watching the other ones they have on Netflix. Cause they have a little bit different variety. And I ended up finding a show called blown away, which is about glass blowing. And yep. I was like, okay, you know, I'll try it. I guess it recommended it to me. And I'm like, oh man, this is freaking awesome. I'm, I'm just super fascinated because the style, for those of you who haven't watched it, um, it doesn't, this doesn't spoil anything. It is very quick. So like you see when they make mistakes, you see when they do things wrong. But for the most part, you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, yep, this is it. Here we go. Making this, making that. There you go. Oh, there's a finished product. What, what the heck is this? What the heck is that? Oh, hey, you win. It's very, It's not fast, fast paced, but it keeps you intrigued. And if I wouldn't have gone to watch Forged in Fire, I wouldn't have found that. So maybe someone goes to watch Beavis and Butthead. Maybe someone goes to watch Rugrats and they find another show or they find a show they forgot that they used to love. Or, you know, there's just so many possibilities with these streaming services that, you know, you could you could you could start out with these basic items or shows and then just just ex- expand on them exponentially. Yeah. And the cool thing is I just popped up an article because I wanted to see if Mike Judge was going to be um, on it and or included in it or whatnot. And it says that he is reportedly on board to executive produce the project and voicing um, the characters that he voiced before. So that's cool to see that um, he's on it. And those of you that don't know, he also did King of the Hill as well. 
So it's cool to see that he's still involved in it. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I, I hope that he, I hope him being involved in this may lead to other stuff being revived. Maybe them getting the rights to King of the Hill. Someone doing King of the Hill. Please bring back King of the Hill. I want to see King of the Hill. But shoot up. <laughs> the thing that stinks with King of the Hill is a lot of the character. I mean, granted, you could get new voice actors or whatnot, but the mm-hmm. couple of the good ones that I like, their voice actors have passed away, which stinks. So, aka, you know, Luann, who was Brittany Murphy and um, her, her husband, which was Tom Petty. So, oh, yeah, both. Yeah. So, so um, uh, rolling on with the Paramount Plus train was the original creators of Avatar um, are getting Avatar Studios. Basically, I think they're I think they're being funded by Nickelodeon because of uh, the fallout that happened with Netflix. And so Avatar Avatar Studios is going to be working on a movie. Apparently, it's going to be for Paramount Plus, more than likely. Which I don't know how this um, affects. I don't know how this affects the relationship with Netflix, but I mean. So so yeah. what was what? I'm trying to just wrap my head around it. Why? Was a did Avatar Studios team up with Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus or what? Because a- Avatar was on Nickelodeon to begin with, the show Avatar: The uh, Last Airbender. Not that Avatar. You're th- this is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. And basically, what happened was is the the two creators yeah, of the show it. were working on a show for Netflix, and Netflix yep. had a requirement. That they said nope we're not doing this and they left the project so then i think this is a way for them to get back into it because they still have the rights to it so once if they're not on the project i believe it, it's dead and gone so nickelodeon's smart and they want to do that yeah nope i i got you now uh yeah when i think avatar i think of avatar you know the land of avatar blue people not oh yeah, yeah. wrong avatar uh, okay yep nope i got you we're good now okay cool well good for them Maybe maybe it'll be one of those things where uh, you know Netflix will kick themselves in the in the butt for for losing it. But the nice yeah. thing is with all these other streaming, and I'm sure I've said it before. If not, then you know I'm saying it now. <laughs> is before it was like you know if you wanted to do something outside of the big um, you know studios, it was Netflix. Then kind of Amazon Prime came, um, and then now with all of these different um streaming services the paramount plus disney plus you know well you still have netflix and amazon you know hulu and all of those (laughs) is that if you you know kind of either signed on for one or in talks with one that falls through or they cancel it cease the contract whatever it is then there's probably other ones out there that are like hey uh you want to come over here we may not be able to pay you as much as you got from there, which is why you went to there, but we'll still pay you. Yeah. So, And maybe they could work it out somehow. We might not be able to pay you as much, but you'll get more royalties on it than what normally is or, or whatnot. Where now it just seems like there's a lot more um, fish in the pond to go well, after. Well, not just that. It kind of has exposed the thing that a lot of people don't know, like the fact that Fox is who produced Modern Family, which was on ABC, and NBC produced the first, well, the whole series, but when Brooklyn Nine-Nine was on Fox, NBC was producing the show. So other shows have gone to other networks. There's not this, like, crazy animosity. You know, obviously, if you want to be on another show, (coughs) excuse me, if you want to be on another show and you have a contract, you have to figure that out, but... You know, it's just interesting to see. I'm happy that they found a studio and that Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus are helping them. What I'm not happy about is the fact that the Twilight Zone was canceled under the CBS All Access brand now, which is changing to Paramount Plus. I think they're restarting everything. I guess Twilight Zone doesn't fit into that, but they're losing. um, Jordan Peele must have some sort of deal with them because they wouldn't just outright cancel it like that because the new thing for a lot of these studios is they get someone who's really good at making shows like uh, Shonda Rhimes did for ABC and she did Scandal and Grey's Anatomy 
And what they do is they sign them to a deal. So basically they get first dibs. So uh, Michael Schur has that with AB, uh, NBC. He did The Office, Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place. So, like, they get first dibs on any shows, and they can ask him to be, like, a consultant on it. So I hope they retain Jordan Peele because he's doing amazing stuff right now, and I want them to keep him with Paramount Plus to make make it worth it for me to get it because it's not cheap. Paramount Plus is not cheap. So, you know, I want to be able to do that. Um, But the thing that I was most excited for, I was most excited for, so for, like, the past week and a half, We've been hearing nothing but, but, oh my gosh, Superman and Lois is amazing. It is so amazing. They're like, the critics love it. They have a smash hit for the CW. And this was the critics saying this. And then I I didn't watch the first episode because I don't have cable, so I don't watch it. And 23rd comes around and it comes out and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this thing is amazing. Huge numbers for CW. And then I see the intro, the opening sequence. And it is, it, it felt, it felt to me like the fun superhero type stuff that we would see when we were younger, but with a modern twist. And what I loved about it, this doesn't spoil anything because it happens in the first opening scene or sequence because it's multiple scenes. Um, Basically it goes through um, Superman finding uh, or crash landing here. His craft opening, which is a very gross scene because it's very birth-like in the scene when you watch it. It's just weird. It is, it's, I don't know why they made it like that. But the news shows him growing up, them learning how he had powers, him throwing a football through the corner of the house, which was pretty funny. Um, his dad dying. Uh, him going to the Daily Planet for the first time and meeting Lois. And then him telling Lois, them getting married them having babies, them finding out what the babies, and then basically it goes right into, like, when you when it picks up, when it ends the sequence, it is Superman doing his thing, Lois is the most well-known reporter in the world, and both of their kids are teenagers. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm not that deep into the comics where I would be able to know this, like what I, I could, I've heard and dealt with Marvel. So it feels like it's a whole new playing level, and everyone is saying it's phenomenal. So I'm excited just from the opening uh, s- sequence, and it, like it mentions in our notes, it's, it's like it has a like a little bit of feel of a, the golden age because the suit he's wearing. The coolest part about the whole thing is it's 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 ha- it's knit, it's knitted, and he saves this kid and he gives the kid his hat and he goes, "Nice costume." He's like, "Thanks, my mom made it." And then he flies away. And it's just, it's super cool, super wholesome. But it does look like the old school. It just, it's, it's, it's amazing. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to check, uh, <clears throat> at least check out the, um, the opening you, you sequence. You do. It's very, um, especially if it's really nostalgic. Um, uh, basically, yeah, it's super nostalgic. And what I saw with it, I really liked was the fact that he narrated over the first whole part of it. So it's basically setting the scene, you know, like people always get mad. I don't want to see Bruce Wayne's parents die anymore. I don't want to see uncle Ben die anymore. Well, you know, a lot of that stuff's contractual when you redo the movie. Someone owns the rights. You have to do certain things. So I'm glad they flowed through everything. Cause I can't watch Superman's dad, dad die anymore. It's just not, it's not fun. It's not fun. Spoiler so, alert, but Sheesh. it looks good. Um, let us know if you've watched it, what you think about it. I'm going to try and sneak it in this weekend. We'll see what happens. Um, but let go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast Gaming. You've got everything there. Um, the uh, next thing was is they had uh, the trailer for the Mighty Ducks Game Hitters. Uh, it released another trailer, um, which it does premiere on March 26th. So looking forward to that date. Um, did have, you watch the trailer? I have not. I came home from work. I was working on some spreadsheets that I had to get taken care of. So, no, oh, I was not oh, able to watch it. So, I uh, I will watch it after we record, which does no good right now. Yeah. But, no, it, I, I didn't watch either. But we put it out there. We have it shared on our pages. You can check it out. I believe it just showed a little bit more into it. But it does seem like the ducks are kind of the enemy from all the trailers I've seen. So... Right, and that's what it kind of got from the first one as well. 
is yeah what it, is what or maybe you didn't necessarily say it but kind of could you know read between the lines so yeah. hopefully this gives more context to it i'm sure it does. yeah so um so the next one i didn't see this one so the society of explorers and adventures s-e-a-c show coming to disney plus as well as multiple series of shows related to disney attractions so it's pre- I saw this pop up and I'm like, oh wait, Society of Explorers and Adventures and Explorers. It's like, oh wait. So <laughs> what what that is is the Society of Explorers and Adventures. I guess it said Adventures and Explorers. Um, <laughs> it is um, going to be set in the Disney's Magic Kingdom. So it's pretty cool where it's bringing the park aspect into it. Um, and basically the series is loosely based on a fictional organization of the same name that's part of the Disney theme parks, um, the rides Mystic Manor, Jungle Cruise, Tokyo Disney Seas, Tower of Terror, and um, Soaring Fantastic's Flight, so that they could learn about, you know, you can learn more about that, but it's little, <laughs> um, like, quips in those rides um, that are that are based on it so um it's pretty cool it says in the show the theme lands and characters of the disney parts and classic films all actually exist in a in another reality so the um oh what's this guy so the i think he's the director um on it he's you know rumored to also be working with um walt disney imagineering team on other projects um to an interconnected um which would amount to an interconnected universe similar to Marvel or Star Wars, but within the world of Disney theme parks. But the reps That's pretty for, cool. But the reps for Disney and 20th Century Television declined to comment. So mm. um, I thought that was pretty cool. And especially there is... Um, oh, I listened to a Jungle Cruise podcast, and you know there it's mentioned not a lot on it, but especially with the... Um, oh, I can't remember the restaurant in... Uh, Disney World that is on the Jungle Cruise, and it has some, um, I don't know if you want to call it artifacts or callbacks to the Society of Explorers and Adventures. So I thought that was pretty cool, especially if it's multiple series of shows related to Disney attractions. Um, Hopefully this does well, because, you know, it would be something that I would really like to see. Yeah, it would be cool to have a whole, like like you said, like a world of it. It would be pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. And especially like it's like we all know what the Jungle Cruise ride is, but this is like a one a one off of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll see what they come out with it. Um, but what we do know is that they've set premiere dates for Loki, Monsters at Work, Star Wars, The Bad Batch and more. And The Bad Batch debuts on May the 4th. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so brilliant. Because that's what they did with um, Clone Wars Season 7, too. They released it on May the 4th. So I was like, oh, my gosh, this is perfect. This is so perfect. I'm actually kind of excited for the Monsters at Work one because I haven't gotten too much information on it. But I do know, I believe it's not just focusing on Mike and Sully. So that's going to be kind of cool to see other aspects of the Monsters universe um, obviously Loki, it looks phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, we're going to see, hopefully Loki lives up to it. I, I have a very, very weird feeling that what's going to happen with these Marvel movies, because everyone's seeming to forget because everyone's been so enthralled where it was like, Oh, Mandalorian was great. Yeah. Oh, we only got a couple more weeks and we got WandaVision. Oh, sweet. Oh, then we got, we got Falcon, the winter soldier. I feel like what if these individual shows because i know that the hawkeye one and i want to say uh uh, falcon the winter soldier are planned for multiple seasons but what if the united states goes into the every other year type of tv show thing that the british do i wouldn't be I wouldn't mind that because you could alternate. You'd have people obviously crossing over. You have all the Star Wars shows that were coming out. And then, you know, it leads into the movies because we're going to talk about it, you know, later on, I think. No. So we'll, we'll break it right here. So they have said, um, Feige said. Well, oh, wait. So are, are you, I kind of want to just comment really quick on a couple of the things already. 
before you move on to your um, movies. But so the the monsters at work it uh, takes place after basically at the end of the last um, movie or the original movie where laughter is ten times more powerful than um, than scaring, and mm. it follows this basically. Um, an eager young monster graduated top of his class at Monsters University, dreamed of becoming a scarer, lands his job at Monsters Inc., but then discovers that scaring is out and laughter is in. So that'll it's pretty interesting uh, concept on that, where you know he was kind of the the new guy <laughs> coming in top of his class, and now it's like, well, hold on, wait, now that's it's completely opposite. And obviously, Billy Crystal, John Goodman coming back, reprising their roles. Um, Henry Winkler's in it. Cool thing is, is it's got uh, John Ratzenberg as the Yeti. So that's cool to see him. Um, Yay! I love John, <laughs> John Ratzenberg. And those right. that don't know, John Ratzenberg uh, was Cliff on yep. um, Cheers. Cheers. Was he Cliff? He was Cliff Clavin, right? Yep. And he's, and he's Pig. He's Pig on Toy Story. And they legit find a spot for him in any any Pixar movie. He will do anything because he likes being in them. So yep. hearing that he's in, in it, I love that. Yeah, he's been had a cameo or a role, some sort of role uh, character in every Pixar movie. The one that was really close to him breaking his uh, his stint was Coco because they wanted it. Um, everyone of being um, Hispanic heritage are really really pushing that so they really in the beginning they didn't know it's like ah, i don't know if we're gonna have a part because we're really looking to go this way but um they, they found found a part for him and it's a small part where if you kind of one of those ones if you blink you'd miss it but yeah which is usually as most of his roles is is fairly small so yeah, yeah ex- exactly no someone's across but <laughs> Uh, but Monsters at Work comes out July uh, July second. All right, July second. That's going to be fun. Um, so what I was going to say. So WandaVision, great show. I really like it. Um, but they have no plans for a second season. Now I don't know how to interpret this. Like, there's no immediate plans. There's no continued plans. Like, I don't know that there's no context. He just said, "I'm not going to say never." Um, but they said there's no plans. And so what I'm thinking is when I was talking about the every other year, what if they did a show that obviously Elizabeth Olsen is going straight from WandaVision to um Strange uh Doctor Strange uh Multiverse of Madness? You know, she might be in the Ten Rings movie. You don't know, like it could springboard. So I was just gonna say real quick, you know, hopefully they don't oversaturate with these shows and then all of a sudden you get this expectation because then when you start losing it, you know, that's when you start being okay with these garbage shows and stuff. And I'm not going to be okay with subpar stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. And like you said, never say never. I mean, hopefully, um, because like we were talking before, it wasn't just scheduled for a one, one and done in the beginning. Correct. It was, no, I, I or, think that all or, of them, all of them they were based. I think all of them were just like, well, this is what we're going to do right now. That's it. Okay. But they didn't say it's only going to be one season or it's going to be five seasons. It's just like we're putting it out and it's going to go until we say right. it's done. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. Exactly. Well, <laughs> who knows? Like you said, maybe it'll come back or tie into, you know, WandaVision starts it off, then it'll tie into something else and then come back. I, I don't know. We'll I see what happens. About I have no clue what's going on. I thought one division was the name. Don't mind the screaming kids in name. the background. Yeah, no, it's a uh, Wanda Maximoff and vision, which um, we'll pause here for a second. All right. So we're going into our next topic. We took a little bit of a break there. Um, I'm super stoked for this. So call of duty Warzone season two of the basically black ops uh, portion of the, the, the game is rolled out today. So last night and actually ironically, Tim, when you left last night and you was, you were updating mine, wouldn't let me update. So I just left my system on came back in this morning. It was there. The one annoying thing, one annoying thing that I will say that had happened was I played one round of plunder this morning and it played a whole cut scene before it let me go into play plunder. No, like in plunder. 
Like I started around with plunder and it did the pregame lobby did a huge cutscene. And basically I have a feeling there's going to be different cutscenes as time goes on because it hints that basically there's something on the boat that's going to go off. So uh, I'm excited for it. We're going to try and play some tonight. We don't know for sure tomorrow we're going to play some because I want to get as much and then we can this first weekend because it's probably going to be double XP. I got a lot of tokens to use to try and level up as much as possible to get all those little extra little things. But um, I am excited for it. It felt good. It's going to be a massive cluster of people in certain areas because everyone's going to try and explore these new things that they see. Well, and Look they have the, the little Easter eggs and whatnot. Yeah, and they have the little quests that you could do like they did during Halloween, like they did Correct. during Rebirth Island. Correct. Um, Which the, and the sucky part is, the sucky part about that is all the challenges take place in the ship. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Where the other ones that took place across the whole map, um, where this one, it takes place in one spot. Which so, there was a yes, couple of chests. I think, gonna go. I think the hardest chest was Superstore. That was the hardest one to get because you had to get it there early and fast. Yeah, on the Halloween event, which is the last one I needed, and I actually got it on accident, I think, because I right. was actually in a fight. I ended up in opening the box because I was next to the person, and I got it. I think I actually got out of there, but yeah, like you said, it was it wasn't expected. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, and the and the fun fact I don't know if you said it is on the Halloween event we were playing, and it was up until like the almost the twelfth hour, and you wanted to do what was it? one mission or one of them and you got it like i don't know a half hour before it ended that yes. was obviously before they i think they extended it for another day or two but it was it was crazy so it was it was good but yeah it was last minute but the one thing people didn't like when they woke up to this morning if you had a ps4 with 500 gigabyte storage you cannot you cannot download the game now you're done you can't. Yep. Yeah. If if you have all three games, well, I guess technically it's two games, but all three versions of yep. the Modern Warfare, the Cold War, the Modern Warfare, and War this Zone. new update of Warzone. Basically, and it warned people. It warned yeah, I'll say it, it, it warned people that says, hey, you need to make room, which basically means you need to delete stuff on there. And if you already deleted stuff on there to get maybe the first Warzone on there or something else and it's like okay i don't want to really have to delete anything else well now you're gonna have to make a decision so either that or instead of storing it on your hard drive store it on a portable hard drive yeah so that's what a lot of people are doing too is they're getting those um those ssd cards and stuff like that to do that so right um the last thing which was really 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 weird um, because it's not a new, it's not a, it's not a new game, but it's Star Wars Republic Commando is coming to PS4 and Switch. And the only thing is we don't know if it's a re-release or if it's, you know, a new working of it, but it's a, it's an old game. So I just thought we would, you know, you know, bring it up because it was just kind of interesting to see an older <laughs> game like that. When did that come out? Do you know by chance? I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I don't. I don't. Eh. Mm. Um, Republic Commando video game. Let's see here. And of course, it's not going to say when it came out. Oh, Wikipedia. You're my friend. Yep. Um, it Wikipedia. looks like it came out Xbox. 2009. Um, 2005 oh i was close microsoft february yeah end of february for xbox a couple days later for microsoft hey nintendo switch and ps4 april 6th 2020 21 so okay. now all platforms will have it so i the do know there's just... a there's a lot of stuff buzz going around because like they have um you know i know i'm stoked that I can download the MLB The Show on Xbox now because they decided to lose the exclusivity with PlayStation. Mind you, PlayStation is getting some exclusives still, I think, because it is a Sony product. But um, this is one of those things where people wait a long time and they're probably really happy they get it. So, Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Now we're going to go into our Disney pile. So before we go into our Disney pile, let us know, like I said, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. We'll get you to all of our links and let us know how you feel about anything we talked about today, what you want us to talk about. If you want us to do a the deep dive, we can do episodes about anything you can think of because we got nothing but time because me and Tim are bored at night. So there we go. Um, but we have a Disney pile. And... Um, so rapid fire, what ha- what's happening at Universal? Uh, I mean, it's nothing. It's just some stuff that I put together that I thought were interesting before I got email that I had to work on my spreadsheet. So, anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but obviously Universal, this obviously in Florida because the California one isn't um, open. Is that both uh, Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure reached capacity to non-hotel guests uh, this past Saturday before noon? So obviously there's still, which I don't, I didn't look into it. I didn't know if there was a special release event or anything happened, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, well, I think um, right now is the time is like quote unquote off season. So that's yeah. when they start reaching capacity a lot of times faster because they have, obviously they have less capacity because of COVID. And yeah. then, you know, people think, oh, look, it's, it's not a time when people normally go there. It's perfect weather in Florida right now. Yep. You know, yeah, it, so people are exactly. probably going there like crazy for vacation. Well, and what it, and the weird thing that it says it says non-universal hotel guests. So basically, if you want, I don't want to say guaranteed entrance, but entrance into the park, um, be a hotel guest, as with any um, major resort. Uh, so that was, like I said, just one thing. Um, <laughs> Walt Disney World stuff, like I said, just kind of go rapid fire through it i mean stop me if you want to talk about anything um, about it but i kind of put the bigger ones that we probably would want to expand on um towards the bottom um so the first couple aren't walt disney world but just worth mentioning that disney cruise line cancels all sailings through may 2021 um and disney magic through august 2021 i know they were talking about possibly having um, some smaller cruises, but it looks like that that's not going to happen um, or limited cruises, but it looks like that's not going to happen. This one was interesting. Two men arrested for trespassing backstage at Disney Tokyo Seas while looking for, I, you know, quote unquote, something rare and interesting. So uh, don't go snooping behind uh, behind closed doors because you will get kicked out. And if you have any type of pass or anything, They'll yank that. You'll get a lifetime ban um, or just anything like that. If you don't uh, believe me, go look at uh, Adam the Woo's uh, YouTube page from about, I think, five years ago when mm-hmm. he got banned from uh, Walt Disney World Resort. Not one park, the whole resort. And he came in and they saw him. And within probably five minutes of him going through the front gates, he was already being escorted out. Because so. didn't we see? Didn't we when we went to the um, the goodbye yep. for the ranch? Some was that him? Yeah, was somebody was, else was there. That <laughs> he was there. Um, he was there. Justin Scard was there, and um, the guy who uh, went to Disneyland every day for um, his name's Jeff, uh, and I can't remember how many days it was. And he it went up until something. <clears throat> yeah, until closing. I think it was like over five years straight. Yeah. Um, on doing it. So yeah, he was, he was there. So it's pretty cool seeing all of them um, down to kind of Walt Disney world, obviously right now, 50th anniversary stuff happening. So they got um, new projections and nighttime lighting on spaceship earth tower, terror tree of life, which was previewed on good morning America. The celebration, like I said, 50 years begins October 1st of this year and will last 18 months. So we'll see if that gets extended or not. Cause usually it seems like it lasts um, more in the realms of years or at least, you know, up until the next big um, anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, uh, George Caligridis was named the global ambassador for the 50th anniversary. And I can't remember. He, I think he's got ties to Disneyland as well. I can't remember if he was a president or a park president or something on that. So um, good for him. Uh, fireworks being tested as well at harmonious which is the new um new fireworks show since they took off the the last one and i guess from what i saw the pictures of the barges and everything being out there is i know before they had the big globe and this looks it's going to be just uh as big as as that as far as the um structure that's out there so that's cool okay. 
Um, still work on Tron Light Cycle, Test Track, now boarding every row with no dividers, which is interesting because Test Track, especially when you go outdoors, it's very fast. I think it's over 55 miles an hour with mm-hmm. wind. So obviously if you're in the front seat and you sneeze or something, it's going straight to the back seat. Which so we're not, mask. No, it, well, exactly. But I mean, still your eyes aren't covered or anything. Um, so yeah, but that if you was, sneeze, you have a mask over your face. No, <laughs> I know, but it doesn't cover everything. Um, and then the people mover still get, uh, is still down until April. This is what I thought was pretty cool. Synthetic railroad ties are being installed for the uh, in Frontierland for the Walt Disney Railroad. Okay, um, that sounds like so, a good idea. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it said it should last longer. You know, as the wooden—I mean, the wood—like when you bury it in the ground, even if it is pressure treated um, and whatnot, it still um, you know deteriorates. As we mentioned before, the Rye and the Last Dragon, the sand sculpture is complete. Over uh, took over forty tons of sand, so that was uh, that was crazy. And the pictures, I mean, they look awesome. I mean, it almost looks photoshopped on what the guys did there um, and <laughs> gals. It didn't say how. I wish I was trying to look to see how many hours and everything it took. Um, I know a previous article it said it you know should take X amount of um, hours, but I mean, and forty tons of sand. That's uh, you know, it's nothing to sneeze at. Um, another one which I <laughs> thought was interesting, Disney and Universal pushing for law changes to allow beer advertisements and promotions in the theme parks. This is a Florida one that they were um, lobbying for. I guess it happened before, didn't pass, obviously, so now they're doing it again just so they could um, have advertisements around the, uh, the theme parks. I'm sure it's more so Universal would be... Um, the ones that I, you know, I would say would promote more because Disney, you don't really see any promotions for any ads except for fake ones um, in their parks. I mean, because, you know, they got Coke and Starbucks and everything like that already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then Joe Rody, who just uh, retired, is now uh, has a new job at Virgin Galactic. So he will be their um, experience architect. So he's going to lend his expertise uh, to them. So, and he's probably there, a uh, cake job too. It's probably laid back. Oh yeah, no, it, exactly. And it said that he is their first experience architect. So um, bringing his experience as an Imagineer to the job of designing experiences for the company's future astronauts. So that was, I thought that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, for him to go there, which is funny because I was listening to a podcast earlier and they're like, what the heck? I thought he said he was, you know, putting 40 years in. He's done. He's going to spend time with his family and and kind of, you know, slow down and enjoy that. Then he gets hired by Virgin Galactic and the co-host is like, yeah, but it's probably as a consultant and he gets to make his own hours. And, you know, kinda, exactly, exactly. Hey, you're going <laughs> to pay me how much for you to tell you, you know, yes or no. Yeah, don't mind if I do. So, um now really quick into the the Disneyland ones. Um, finally, La Brea Bakery opened. I think it was the last um, Disney uh, restaurant, um, you know, that isn't independent uh, in downtown Disney opened. Um, and with the Star Wars uh, trading post opening in the old Rainforest Cafe before it was in the Wonderground Gallery. And that has reopened now with new merchandise. So um, it's good to see that back open because I know a lot of people like that and we're sad to see it go, but, um, you know, glad to see it back. Um, speaking of Star Wars trading ports, now they got the uh, the Mandalorian, the child or Grogu or however you want to, you know, call him. Um, streetwear collection is now available. It, it looks pretty cool um, with it. And there for, all, the, and for all the, the Thrawn boat. lovers, my friend just shared a little bit ago a little Thrawn doll they have. At the parks, at the station. So go look for him too, because I know everyone loves Thrawn. <laughs> well, there you go. Gives gives uh, uh gives you a reason to go down there now. Um, yep. And then more of Main Street USA was illuminated at night, so got everyone. Oh my gosh, they're going to open it up. They're going to open it up. Uh, it's just they they turn the lights on, so I wouldn't really read too much into it. 
Uh, also, spider bots have been visible outside of the web, web slingers uh, attraction at California Adventure. Uh, Legacy pass holder, the 30% discount is now extended through uh, March 11th, which that was good to hear because I think it was just for a short period of time. So it's good that they um, extended that. And with that, they uh, Legacy pass holders will have a special opportunity at a event next month coming to California Adventure, which we'll go into it later, but um, they'll have something special on top of the the event as well um, that if you're a Legacy Pass holder, you can uh, partake in that. Um, also, which I thought this was interesting, um, that the Disney Vacation Club, Vacation Club Villas at the California, Grand Californian, will open on May 2nd. Now, it's only the Vacation Club, so you got to have DVC points or rent them or whatnot. It's not the whole mm-hmm. hotel. It's just those villas, and you have to be, like I said, either a DVC member or you can't just walk up to the counter like, hey, I want to get it. It's like, uh, you have Vacation Club? Nope. Well, sorry. So um, I thought that was that was interesting, and that was sent out as a um, an email to the DVC members. So... That's kind of it for my rapid fire. Well, and real quick, we want to congratulate too. I think it's a Tokyo Disney celebrating 25 years. So they also were rushing to get them open for that as well. So um, next we have um, the IAAPA released a report on COVID-19's impact on attractions and theme park employment. So what do you know about that, Timothy? Yeah. So on that, I thought it was interesting that just that, popped up a couple days ago. I don't know if it was a couple days ago, yesterday. Anyways, um, that obviously, you know, Disney doesn't release any of their numbers. Um, any of the numbers that you do see is either speculation or from third party, which right. not to say that they're wrong. I mean, they're usually fairly, you know, pretty good. It just, it, it gives you ballpark. It's not exact. You know, Disney has the exact and they don't have to divulge that. Um, you know, they'll say, oh, we've had, you know, 95 million subscribers to Disney Plus, they don't tell you the exact number. So anyways, uh, but yeah, this is replaced. uh, I mean, sorry, uh, report released. And just to highlight the for the California parks um, that since May 2020, the state has seen roughly a 60% decrease in monthly employment. Um, though the percentage has narrowed since November, because a lot of them, you know, started getting called back. Um, mm-hmm. And like it says, co- coincidentally, that's when they started um, getting called back. Um, and uh, Florida experienced a 32 to 34 percent loss since July. Um, and in the same month, uh, in that same month, pink month employment reached the lowest levels on record in California. So, I mean, we're coming up, I think, March 14th or March 17th was when the parks closed. So, I mean, here in a couple weeks, uh, the parks, as I mean, Disneyland, it'll be a year since they've been closed. Um, And I've been kind of following the numbers in Orange County, uh, and they have been going down, actually, of the three big numbers that they talk about, you know, the the positive test per 100,000, the positive test results percentage and um i can't remember the other one anyways (laughs) there was three of them that two of the three are in the tier three which three is good one's the best you know four's the worst and four is the highest and the um, ones in tier four so that's that's pretty good which kind of leads us into the next one which LA County votes in favor of a bill allowing um, Disney Universal to open in tier three. Yeah, I uh, saw that. And with the with the numbers that they've been recently experiencing and the trend line, um, you know, this is the one that you know, obviously, with the governor's plan, and he had it staggered for theme parks based on your capacity on when mm-hmm. you could open. Um, obviously the only theme park that has been open in California that I can remember was Santa Cruz boardwalk. It opened for three days and I had to shut back down because, um, they had a spot or an, in, an increase, which yep. wouldn't allow them to stay open. 
Um, and obviously the lower capacity um, amusement parks would be able to open earlier than the bigger capacity amusement parks, AKA, you know, your universals, Disneyland and, um, Oh geez, knots and sea world Legoland or whatnot, um, on that. So basically this would, this bill, um, in LA, LA County, uh, supervisors that, uh, they voted this past Tuesday in favor of it, which would, um, let the theme parks open in tier three of, um, governor Newsom's blueprint. So instead of, I think before it was like tier two or tier one, which basically would mean that, um, the, the pandemic is over for them to open. So, um, yeah, so I thought that, I mean, it seems like LA County's behind it as well. And I wonder if this was, you know, maybe six months ago, if it would have gotten the same favorable votes in it, just how things ebb and flow and, and where we're at, um, currently uh in the great state of california yeah i don't think i don't think it would have probably i I think i I think i think the pressure has been mounting now and um the higher ups at disney are kind of like nope we're not gonna let this keep happening so yeah let's 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 put this money out there you're not gonna lie money talks exactly well and in anaheim the biggest employer is disneyland so i mean anaheim the whole city is suffering with pretty bad one um, company not being open. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And that leads us to what they're trying to help with, which is they're, um, they're refunding the 2020 Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival Sip and Savor Passes, which they should have already done. But I know there's yeah. logistical things, rescheduling. They were hoping to do it this year. And they, they were, I know they were telling people, use your pass for this year. But what yeah. they are doing. To kind of well, and with that thing. refund, it's only you don't think you can get cash or it's going to go back on your card. You have to show them because it's a lanyard and it has tabs that you break off and give right. to the kiosk. They'll only refund you for attached tabs. So don't you can't just send them a tab or uh, however they do it. It has to be attached tabs onto that lanyard and they'll prorate how many tabs you have or whatnot and give it to you on a Disney gift card. Which so is kind of nice. It, it is kind of yeah. nice, though, because some people may have gone for one day and said, hey, I'll yep. come back tomorrow, and then they close, and you only use well, one tab. Exactly. It opened on February 28th, and the park closed, you know, like I said, March 15th or whatnot. So yeah. you got a week and a half of it. Well, to- lucky to you who got to use the whole entire thing, because that food festival is pretty fun. It's um the last thing we have, though, is that they are doing a thing called a Touch of Disney, which is a ticketed experience within select outdoor areas of Disney's California Adventure Park. Now, I know it's a very, very limited ticketed experience. I don't think there's going to be anyone that I know is going to get tickets to it because it's just it's that it's that limited. Like they kept making sure that people knew that like, it's limited, limited. Like it's not like. You know, we say it's limited, and then all of a sudden it sells out in a day or two. This is probably gonna be one of those limited where it sells out within hours. Yeah, so, hours um, or minutes. <laughs> and this uh, is the one that everyone was saying, "Oh, it's gonna be the the new food and wine, or replace the food and wine." Right, or, right. Not the one that's been rumored for for a couple weeks, or been rumored for a while now. And right. Got the name last week and this week they uh which they they've been talking about it like they've been saying, look, we're gonna do something. Something is gonna happen. We don't yeah. know what it is yet. We don't know what it's gonna be called. And they're I, I more than likely what they were doing is they were working out the logistics of everything because you know no, exactly. Uh, yeah. And then once they put the call out to all the cast members in the different areas, it's like, okay, well, we know that's what it is for. Um, and where the booths are going to be set up at in the different areas. And California Adventure is a perfect place to have it because the streets are wide. Obviously, it was built after Disneyland, many years after Disneyland. Right. Um, <laughs> streets are wider, so you could have a lot more um, activity going on in it. And if you do set some type of kiosks or stands in um, the walkways, it doesn't really make it that narrow or yeah. that much Um uh yeah they do have a lot they have a lot of area over there so i mean i think it's going to be 
I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a, a good thing for the park, good thing for people that are going to be employed for them for the, at least of the time being. So I yeah. am optimistic for them, and I, I hope we get back to normal for them sooner than later because, you know, um, uh, you know, if, if people don't realize, so down there there's not many jobs left, and it's not like, you know, oh, my restaurant let me go, but I can go to apply to seven other restaurants who are doing to go, and I'm good, and I can go do this or I can do that. No, I mean, like when you're losing 3,000 people, that means there's 3,000 people looking for a job, and yep. there's not much. So – Fingers crossed this goes well for them because, you know, I, I just I just want everything to go back to more normal for people in Southern California. I want them to do it correctly, healthily. I want to make sure that they don't do anything that's going to jeopardize anyone's lives. So uh, I think this is the first step towards that and changing, you know, or making things better for those who don't have a job right now. No, it, exactly. And the cool thing with this is, is there's really not an in date there is um but mm -hmm. it's not you know saying that oh hey we we can't extend it due to how you know popular it is and obviously if what what the times are um but it's only going to be tuesday through mondays from 12 p.m so noon to eight so it's only going to be eight hours long um, wait you said tuesday through mondays thursday through mondays you said tuesdays oh sorry <laughs> Thursday, Thursday through Monday okay. from uh, noon to eight starts on March 18th. So next month, um, tickets begin March 4th um, for select days and they have it through March 18th through April 5th. So like I said, that's from everything that I read, it's not really a, a hard ending date. Uh -huh. um, but uh, what does it say? Prices for age three and oh, it's going to be a separated ticketed event. Um, ages three and over at 75 bucks. So the cool thing is, is that the ticket does include parking for the se 75 bucks. Well, that's pretty cool. Parking mix Mickey and friends parking structure. So, which is right there. Um, and on that 75 bucks, you get a $25, um, dining card redeemable for food and non-alcoholic beverages at select locations. So shoot, mm. that's what 50 bucks right there. 45 bucks, 20 bucks. 20 25 bucks for parking and 25 bucks so really it only costs you 25 bucks yeah um, and it gets you get unlimited digital downloads so they're gonna have photo pass and everything there so now here is the you know read the fine print there will be no admission tickets available for purchase at the main entrance ticket booths you cannot walk up and buy your ticket to it you have to get it um online uh, and I, maybe you'll be able to get it day of, uh, but I doubt in the beginning you will be able to, um, especially with everyone wanting to get back in and it being a, um, uh, you know, like a, <laughs> a food event, food and um, drink event. Yeah. So, and <laughs> it says they're going to have churros, Dole Whips, Monte Cristos, a lot of stuff that you would get, uh, in the parks, especially Disneyland, and they will, they're going to be available at locations around the park. So smoke jumpers, um, the uh, abominable snowman, award wieners, um, Cochina Cucamonga. So the whole place is going to be that whole Pixar Pier uh, wharf area is going to be open. Uh, Lamplight Lounge, Carthay Circle is going to be open, but it says um, you have to get uh, reservations for it. And to get, you can't make a reservation and can't and not have a ticket to get in. You have, if you make a reservation and you walk up, oh, I got a reservation, like you can't get in without the ticket. So you have to have the ticket in order to get your reservation. Makes sense. Makes so, sense. <laughs> right, exactly. But not everyone thinks about that. Um, and then here's the, the one thing that I thought was interesting, and it was the very last sentence in the article. So it says, um, beginning March 18th, which when this happens, Buena Vista Street will become a part of Touch of Disney. So you cannot go into Buena Vista Street as you can right now without having a pass to get into the event. Yeah. So <laughs> Buena Vista Street will be closed um, unless you have the ticket to get into 
this type of event. Downtown Disney and everything will be open normally and whatnot, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it will not be beginning March 18th. You won't be able to to just walk, you know, oh, I'm just going to walk down Buena Vista Street and where it's at the the end right there uh, or the uh, the statues at, oh, I'm just going to stop. It's like, nope, can't do that. So I thought that was interesting because people are like, well, is it going to stay open? Is it not? If it's going to stay open, then how are they going to get people into the ticketed event? Because uh, then there's going to be some type of barrier. But it looks like um, that Buena Vista Street will not be open, but will be open for the event. So it's cool. Well, that, it's interesting. That should be that should be interesting <laughs> to see how they they make it work. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it uh, it lasts longer than what the time is i'm sure it will especially if it's very popular and the tickets sell out fast mm-hmm. and the duration of them or not the duration but how far out you could get tickets um you know is really far out there uh i'm sure they'll and it's i mean to be honest it's kind of would say easy money for them because it's a lot of yeah. locals that go there and this is going to draw people in because it's some type of festival. We saw what knots did and the uh, success that they had. Yeah. So um, yeah. No, I th- and, and for only 75 bucks and you get <laughs> parkings included and you get a $25 gift card. Shoot. There, there you go. Even if, even if parking was included, you get a $25 gift card means it really only costs you 50 bucks. Yeah. So, but no, it'll be exciting to see. Um, and I don't know if I will go down or not, but I know the best thing is, is usually on day one, or if they do a soft opening for media and whatnot, is that I just watch the YouTube videos and check it out that way. So at least when I do go down there, I kind of have a plan of action and see, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, that doesn't look that good. And know at least what. I, I want to buy and not waste any money. Yeah. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Well, right. that is all for us this week. We thank you all for joining us. Make sure you go to our link tree, L I N K T R dot E E slash FOMO cast gaming to check out everything that we have social media wise and make sure to go to Tim's Twitch, which is TC Mendo, search it, follow it, watch him play games with me. It's a lot of fun. Um, but for the FOMO cast, I'm Chris. I'm Tim, and we will see you next time.